We've been hyping up a big event this summer. Now, when people think of Fort McMurray, they usually think about, you know, seeing the great outdoors, etc. But they don't understand that we also have a very lively arts community. Part of the arts community includes the Interplay Festival, which runs between August the 4th through the 7th, which uh, celebrates the performing arts as well as singing, as well as there's plays, there's face painting, there's all sorts of fun stuff for families. That's right. This year, though, however, YMN Podcast is going to make their first official mark, not just on the not, not, not just on the internet, but physically, as part of the Interplay Festival, we are helping Events with Buffalo, who is our kind and generous sponsor, organize the first ever Interplay Film Festival. That's right, folks. The Film Festival. You want to be entertained? Well, now you're going to be entertained. We'll be posting all the information you need to know on the YMM Podcast website, as well as our Facebook page, as well as Twitter. Eventswood Buffalo is going to be hosting this event. They're our kind sponsor, as I just said. All the information for registration is going to be on their Interplay uh, webpage. So if you guys want to register, head over to the, where their page, which is... Sorry, eventswoodbuffalo.com. Yeah, uh, we will also be providing the link for the registration paperwork there. We are officially announcing an open call for entries. The deadline, however, is July the 22nd. We have a one-month window, so anyone that's interested, submit now. That's right. Send us an email, filmfestival at eventswithbuffalo.com. Like I said, like Tito said, the information will be posted on the website soon, but let's let's get your plans rolling. Get the ideas flowing. If you're a local filmmaker that has a film that you wanted people to see that you couldn't get into film festivals, send it to us. We want to showcase local Wood Buffalo filmmakers. We also want to showcase international filmmakers. We want to show Alberta, other Canadian filmmakers. We want to show the world. Exactly. We want we want to bring the world to Wood Buffalo. And just like there's an Edmonton International Film Festival and there's a Calgary International Film Festival, Northern Alberta deserves representation, and we're going to do our darndest to try to represent it. That's right. The first annual, hopefully the first of many, Interplay Film Festival 2011, sponsored by Events with Buffalo and organized and hosted by the YMM Podcast. But wait, there's more. On top of the film submissions, there will also be a 48-hour film contest. What that means is... On the evening of August the 5th, between August the 5th to August the 6th, teams that are registered will have 48 hours to make a short movie, which will feature things that we will we will have in a contained in a entry bag for people to have in their film. That way, we make sure that no one's cheating and no one's shooting stuff beforehand, stock footage for the for uh, the contest. And on the last night of the festival, after we've screened all of our movies from around the world as well as here in in Canada, we will feature the top finalists as well as the winner for the 48-hour film festival. That's right, folks. Keep an eye on our Twitter page, our Facebook page, our main page. We're going to be releasing information as soon as we get it. It's going to be the details are going to be very fast and furious. But get that mind working right now. The film festival, August 4th to the 7th, with a submission deadline of July 22nd. If you have a, a screener online, send us the link at filmfestival at eventswoodbuffalo.com. If you actually have uh, your movie that you need to send us through mail, and that's how you will be submitting the movie, as well as the completed registration forms, they will be available on the Eventswood Buffalo website. So stay tuned for them. Once you have completed those registration forms, they are to be mailed to Eventswood Buffalo 151 CA. Nightway, that's night with a K. Uh, Fort McMurray, Alberta, T9H 5C5. 
That's right. Uh, check us out on the website, wymanpodcast.com, eventswithbuffalo.com. The information will be posted there. This is exciting. This is thrilling. It's going to be hosted by the Wyman Podcast, Todd and Tito. We're going to be promoting it. We want to bring the world to Fort Mac. We want to bring the world to Wood Buffalo. We want to entertain you. If you think movies suck and you think you can do better, let's see. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Gentlemen, welcome to the YMN Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. All right. So it's been a rather interesting couple of weeks. Uh, you've just heard our big announcement. We did a, a, an ad right before the show kicked in there about the Interplay Film Festival. So this is going to be, you're going to be hearing us promote this for a long time coming. And it's going to be now a weekly show. Yes, for the summer, because we're, we're out of high school now. <laughs> School's out. Yeah, for for the summer, for uh, those of you that have been complaining, oh, I wish it was weekly. I wish it'd be shorter. I wish they'd stop talking. You guys get <laughs> off the line. You guys shouldn't be doing your show. <laughs> we are now going to go weekly. We're going to go weekly right. at least until the uh, until the Interplay Festival. Uh, depending on how the Interplay Festival goes, we might uh, continue going weekly. We'll see what you guys want out of That's it. That's right, yeah. So get ready. It's going to be weekly. Every Tuesday, there will be a show aired. It'll be released sometime. Take that, sister cast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they caught up already, did they? So Yeah, they're on episode nine. We're on episode nine, but only because they've been going weekly, and we've been going bi-weekly. That's right. We got two busy that's lives. That's right. We're bi. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready to hear us a lot more often. Hopefully, we'll have just as good of a quality as we have in the past. Yeah, so. and if uh, uh, Ryan and Chris are listening, well, I'm sure they'll be listening to this by the you guys need to upload your episodes faster. I want to do reviews of your shit. I mean, your good show. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm actually really excited to watch it. I just wish it was online. Um, for those of you that don't understand what I'm talking about is uh, the People That Touch Your Food premieres today, uh, today being Monday, so you guys are going to be listening to us on Tuesday. So hopefully it should be out by then. If Definitely you go check to foodseries.tv. Yeah, foodseries.tv. It'll The first episode will be there, and I believe it's going to be released weekly. I'm not entirely sure. But it is a food series, uh, which uh, one of the co- co-writers is Ryan Byrne. He is a Fort McMurray local. So if you guys want to support local uh, artists, there he is. Yeah, and well, support local artists, but also just support something that's good. And I think this is going to be excellent. So it's all the elements are in place. They've got uh, they've got a lot of talent on there. Um, all the creative forces are very talented people. A web all TV the show you just can't go wrong. You can watch well, I think you want. I personally think Todd that that's the wave of the future. Everyone's no one's watching TV anymore anyway. People are downloading their programs. I mean, 
It's a, a, why would you sit at home at 8 p.m. to watch? I don't know what, what's usually on at eight house or I some crap. I have crap? no idea. Yeah, see, exactly. no idea that's part of the thing. That's part of the TV issue anymore. Right? Or when you could just like, oh, at my convenience, I can just put it on my phone or what, what have you, and watch it whenever I want yeah. to. And I think uh, this show is they're 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 exploring those grounds. Essentially, I think the internet is the new medium for television. Well, that's someone like the do you think it's the internet idea. or like the on demand. Like seriously, like look how popular like TiVo. Well, TiVo is not even popular anymore. It's it's a uh, past technology, but like yeah, yeah. like DVRs, like PVRing shows. And, well, even Netflix, right? Yeah, like this is all stuff. Like we want shit. We want it now. Like I guess it's just a, a brush of our society becoming so goddamn impatient. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it, it, essentially, if you but if you look at their format, I mean, it's very much like a TV show. I mean, it's oh, premiering, absolutely. It's premiering on Monday night, so you know Monday is the. It's like it's like a podcast. It's like it's gonna be on Monday. So you, you can this, you listen to the there. people that touch your food on Monday, and then check out the Wyoming podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, and I think actually the uh, Robocop versus the Nazi podcast is, I think, a Sunday release. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, neither do I. I listen to it when it comes out. Yeah, I think it's a Sunday release. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, well, then you just got, yeah, there, there's three days of your week that you, you, you can just write off right there. Yeah, there so you go. Just, you weren't doing anything no, on those so, days anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Two hour long uh, podcast and a five minute show. Look, you're, you're set. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that series, if you guys want to go check it out, you should check it out. By the time you guys hear this podcast, it should be online unless they had technical difficulties. Hopefully before the end of the, this episode, they'll have posted it and we can give you yeah, our, so we'll our take on it. You won't even hear any of this because you'll just hear us start going into the, the actual uh, critique yes, of the show. Yes, yes. Um, so it's been, there's been a lot of rain lately. Well... It's been a very cold, wet, rainy week, but I think it's... Uh, and it has been cold, it, actually. It has, like, but this is all welcome. Like, as of today, I just got the wind that... Uh, you got the wind? I just got the wind in me. The uh, fire 007, the Richardson backfire, the one that's burning over 600,000... The James Wong fire. Uh, He's right. under control. Not bad, yeah. It's now being classified as being held. Do you expect me to go out? <laughs> No, 007, I expect you to, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Keep going, you're going good. Yeah. It's now being held. It's now classified as being held, no longer uh, out of control. Being so held in strong arms it's just of a firefighter. It's being coddled. It's being, it's yeah, being um, there was uh, two major fires here. They were classified with numerical codes, 007 and 004. At one point, the two fires had been merged. 007 was a larger one north of uh, north of us. Yeah. And 004, I believe, was either north of North of Mackay. It was east of us, though, 004? Well, north, it was slightly northeast, though. Yeah, north of Mackay. Yeah, on those yeah. uh, Canadian natural yeah, horizons. Yeah, and what, what had occurred was uh, the, the fires had fused and become a super fire. <laughs> and, uh, they bonded their powers together. Well, no, that's exactly what happened. But uh, but luckily, um, uh, the not only firefighters here in Alberta, but firefighters in B.C. Uh, B.C., Northwest Territories, yeah, so Ontario. Yeah, from all over Canada. Like, and literally, <laughs> they brought in some from Mexico, too, as well. So. Oh, yeah? Bomberos? Yeah. Well, I was just... I <laughs> un fuego. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so the fire is now classified as a control. We got gloomy weather, but we're not uh, we're not mining it here in Fort Murray. Edmonton, however, is really... They're getting fucking pelted, aren't they? Yeah, I heard, the, I heard especially tonight, actually, there's a pretty bad storm. Um, like, I'm, is it just a storm? I'm worried my house it? might flood. <laughs> Really? You're on a bit of a bank, though. No, I think I'm okay. I, I'm just paranoid, right? But um, I have heard some people, their houses have flooded because of it, though. Why? I don't see how. Like, Poor foundations, I suppose. Oh, okay. Like, fuck, think of the shit down east that like it just has this like for weeks. Um, anyway, like I said, I think there's a newfound appreciation for uh, like the uh, woodland, or however you want to call it, the woodland, the wildfires, the forestry crews from all over the world, like I said, you got from all the provinces up here fighting the fires, especially 007. Mm-hmm. You got uh, people from Mexico that were brought up. 
Uh, they got the equipment from California. As you know, Arizona is now pretty much on fire as well. Wow. So now the, I believe well, they're the mostly DC-10 desert had to anyway, go. Though, aren't they? Yeah, but you can still go down. You, like If you've ever been there, it's all shrubbery. Mm-hmm. Like It's not a straight desert like you see like in the Sahara. It's like actually shrubs all over the place, so I like, go oh, fire just rips. So those are no very problem. flammable, is what you're telling me. Yeah, like Joshua Trees, which was a great YouTube album, uh, doesn't go up pretty very fast, right? From what I gather. Mm-hmm. So it was very much a big international like forestry firefighting effort. last effort up here that's been going on for like the last two months. I think it's just been incredible. Like you've seen the people that complain about the smoke in town. These guys are like working in the front lines in it every every day, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I give these guys all the credit in the world. I'm hearing lots of good stories. About uh, like pancake, like the uh, former Marine firefighters just had a pancake breakfast last weekend, mm-hmm. and I guess some of them showed up. Uh, actually, no, they had like a booth there, uh, but people were buying them breakfast. Like they've been in town, people buying them coffee, like when they're around here. It's just very, very good to see, right? And especially like if anyone doesn't maybe not really know this, but like in these fire camps, like they got a few of them around uh, the region. Mm-hmm. Like these guys come and literally sleep in tents. Like the fire camps are about. 2,000 people. Uh, they got, like, facilities, like... Like shanty houses. towns? But literally, it's tense. This is how these guys spend their summers. Right, right. Like, I'm, I'm hoping they get compensated very well. But it was just really, really cool to see. Like, literally, we have an international event going on in Fort Mc- in the Fort McRae region, the Wood Buffalo region right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just very good to see to see these guys get the respect from the community because these guys are literally... Like, it, it, forest firefighting, everyone might not think much of it, but it's just as dangerous as a, as a structure fire. And these guys are literally no, I agree, right, yeah. right beside it, right? No, yeah, yeah, and they've, and they've, I've seen like uh, overhead maps of uh, the fire, and it's a pretty bad one. Um, and they have it under control. Like you've seen yeah. those maps of fire zero seven six over six hundred thousand hectares. What is it? It's like two acres to a hectare. Wow. And like that's a lot of space. Yeah, and yeah. They have it under. They have it being held. Sorry. What is it's it? Five times control. the size of Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. They that's have pretty it, big. They have it being held. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you to Mother Nature, of course. So, yeah. uh, in my opinion, let it rain. I don't want houses to flood in Edmonton, but up here, let it rain. We really week. need ne- it. another week. Now, uh, on on a flip side of that coin, um, great Canadian, uh, great hits moments in Canadian history. Um, the <laughs> N- the recent 2011 NHL Stanley oh playoffs were not one of them. So this is what happened essentially. Um, the Canucks lost, and Todd bought a plane ticket, went to Vancouver, <laughs> set fire to 19 cars, and then started punching pe- people and buildings. <laughs> I was just so pissed off at the loss, man. I just had to go break some shit. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, essentially what happened was uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, they went to uh, – out of seven, they went to the seventh. Uh, the Both teams were tied in the series. They were three and three. It was down to game seven. In and, Vancouver, it was written in the stars yeah. about how perfect this could have been. Well, what happened was the Canucks never even showed up. Never even they choked up, man. so hard. Yeah, it was absolutely disgusting. I'll give Thomas credit; he's an amazing goalie. That's why I hate him so much. And it, they, they, the better team won. But then, yeah. literally, the, the the disgusting things happened. Like I'm, I'll never forget watching the CBC broadcast because it was watched, literally under an hour after the not after even the cut not, not even man they cut they went they cut the they went to the open the uh, ceremony see how everyone's doing outside <laughs> 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 well literally like the cars they flipped were right next to the like you know obviously you haven't been to vancouver it's mm-hmm. love beautiful downtown it's a beautiful city my heart's there like i'm was born in chilliwack bc like just an hour outside of it or two hours i'm not too sure i've never really been to my own place i was born in <laughs> but uh like Halifax, Vancouver is just a gorgeous town, and literally right where those first cars caught on fire, like right where that picture you showed me mm-hmm. today there on my Facebook. If anyone checks out, check out my Facebook. It's pretty much Chara 
holding up the cop like Godzilla style, and he's shooting lasers shooting out of his eyes. his eyes. But that is right next to the CBC headquarters. Right? Yeah, yeah. They had like it was it was a very disgusting sight. But you just kind of think about it when you put a hundred thousand people in one spot, liquor them up, liquor them up. Right? What do you expect? Look at um, a prime example is Woodstock '99. Two hundred and fifty thousand people. Look what happened. It's a good comparison. Well, like, but some some people would. Uh, I'm, not, I'm uh, not trying to defend it to maturity as well, though. Oh yes, yeah, so I'm not trying to defend nothing. But what pissed me off was was I started seeing people going, Vancouver never deserves to win a cup because of this. Fuck you, right? Like we deserve we deserve a cup more so than. <laughs> Give me a fucking cup anywhere. <laughs> I'll put your car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like it, literally, what it made me upset was the actions of like, and it was only a hundred. So I know you're going to argue this point with me. It was literally only a couple hundred people that wrecked it for the 100,000 that was actually there to enjoy it. And even up here, like, we were getting labeled this, like, it's embarrassed to be Canadian. It's embarrassed to be this. It's embarrassed to be that. Well, no, I'm not embarrassed to be Canadian. I'm going to be embarrassed if I was the jackass that fucking flipped over the car. And the best part is they're all getting dinged. Like, the Vancouver yes. Police Department has right now over 250 arrests Apparently, based on social media alone. One of, one of the things that a lot of people fail to to remember i guess during that night was the internet exists and it's very and it's strong so funny cuz like what's what's his name brock something oh brock anton brock anton is now infamous for that oh, he what, he put a status update that evening about what he did. essentially you know set a car on fire yeah, punch punch top in the face yeah and he was all proud of it and someone yeah. was like get this off of, off of online right now cuz it'll be evidence and sure enough uh, it got someone took the picture and put it on on uh, on the internet. And kudos to the Vancouver Police Department for being so social media savvy. Like, yeah, yeah. they're tweeting throughout this whole thing, telling people like, <laughs> "We'll get every single one." Well, no, telling people where to go, like, dead or alive. You're coming with me. <laughs> they had a big uh, Broadway play, Wicked, that was at uh, one of the theaters. I'm not too he sure. Rioted during that. Time. No, they told everyone to stay inside. Don't get out. They told everyone from Rogers Arena stay inside. Don't get out. Like they're guiding, <laughs> they're guiding where people like whoever was doing the, the Vancouver. Be place. careful, art lovers. There's <laughs> chalk. Outside, <laughs> and they will take your lunch money. The uh, but no, I it, I wasn't embarrassed to be Canadian then. I was actually quite well. I wasn't proud then, but I was very proud after the fact. Literally the day after on the Thursday, like they had thousands of citizens come out and clean it up. The damage that was created apparently two million. What? Hang on, let me talk. No, I'm letting you talk. Two million. Uh, you got this look in your eye though, like you're yeah. such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Don't look at me. <laughs> look at them far. Two million, two million dollars of damage. They had it cleaned up by eleven o'clock the next day. Of people, of actual, like Canucks fans, actual Vancouverites, actually people proud of that city. And that, that was special. Do you think people commented on that the day after? No. Well, but okay. you look at the fucking Facebook. Hey, hang on a there. second. Hang on a second, Todd. When Kingston's playing out with his toys, do you tell him to clean up his toys when he's done playing? Yeah. Exactly. They're, it's their city. They're responsible for it. Maybe they didn't do it, but it is their city, and they are responsible for keeping it clean. That was a horrible example. It was like for all we know. For all we know, some of the people that that were out there cleaning. For all we know, I'm not you're saying right. it would be. Granted. They could have been some of the people from the night before no, too. And you're right. Like, you're oh, right. I feel bad now. Yeah, you're I don't want to get arrested. I better go out there and take pictures <laughs> of myself cleaning. <laughs> well, no. So what you you say like that. The cleanup should have happened. Like, who cares? This isn't a, a proud moment. They should be doing this. Uh, yeah, but I also I sympathize in the. I read an article, um, and I think I posted it online. How they were talking about. There's two two things I wanted to comment on this. The first is uh, there were some people that were saying that, uh, and it seems like an extreme assumption, but it it's it's re- it, it, it applies. Essentially, they're saying that 
The riots in Vancouver that night were actually the acts of terrorists. Now, I'm not talking about. Oh, that's I'm not up. talking about you know Middle Eastern terrorists, but we're talking about essentially people that were here with the, expe- with the express purpose, purpose of, of starting writing. shit yeah. and maybe presenting Canada in a negative light. So you had uh, presented an interesting little factoid to me that uh, most of the arrests weren't even people from Vancouver. No. They were out-of-towners that were visiting. Yeah. Now, that makes sense because a lot of out-of-towners, they don't have any ties to the city. So, so why, 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 why not? Let, yeah. yeah, but to and on top, but on top of that, uh, some of the photos of that night actually showed um, people wearing bandanas. Uh, and I mean, people don't readily take bandanas to cover their faces to That's a true. hockey game. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, conspiracy theory, etc. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, we, we, no. we during the G20 summit, there yeah. were there were individuals of the same sort, and um, you know. You, I think you'll, we're going to find in a couple of months or so that some of the same people that were arrested during G20 showed up at the same same event. Now, that's one thing I want to comment on. The second one I want to comment on was there was another article I had read. I wish I could reference these because they, I had posted. They're on my Facebook if people yeah. want to follow it. But the other one was how um, an, uh, someone that was writing was that uh, this riot was actually the symptom of a bigger problem in Vancouver, one of which, and, and, and the most, the strongest little fact that they had mentioned was the liquor stores apparently close earlier in Vancouver. Only, in BC? F- only for big events. They did the same thing during the Olympics okay. All the liquor, to, it, to, to avoid shit like this. But here's the thing. There's a backlash to that because if people are, if their intent purpose is to get drunk, they're going to get drunk regardless of the time that you're going to kick them yeah. off. So you're having people that are getting wasted earlier instead of drinking evenly throughout the evening. Yeah, no good call. Yeah, and and they were saying about like that's one of the aspects as well as apparently there's a there's a lot of issue with uh, cultural cultural borders in Vancouver apparently that there's like the there's very eth- ethnic communities living really close boundaries. Yeah, actually, uh, an Asian buddy of mine like during during the uh, during the uh, riots, mm. you seen him on Facebook going. This it can't be Vancouver people because there's no Asians rioting. Then like ten yeah. minutes thirty, he's like, "Oh wait, there's one there," and it's that one picture of the guy with the hockey stick where it's like, "Bring it all." <laughs> yeah, 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 and and that's exactly it. Like I mean, for uh, and and that's actually something I also noted. I mean, I'm not trying to. I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm not trying to be racist in any aspect, but I did notice that the majority of the people that were rioting weren't were of Caucasian. They were of Caucasian descent, and Vancouver's known for having a very high Asian population. Yeah, but think about so, it. You had 100,000 people. Like, I, no, 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 I, and I get that, but what I'm getting at, and I'm not saying that there weren't Asians. There no, were I'm definitely some Asian people. I think you got to mix But I mean, what, what we're getting at is we're getting, there's 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 a lot of Separation. racial tension. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, and, and so it's it's uh, Vancouver, as well as other Canadian cities, are becoming somewhat of a melting pot for this tar- sort of stuff, or a powder keg, because of what's happening is, we have we have a fairly small population, but we pack them in into very small ish cities, right? Yeah. Like I mean, look at Fort Murray. Fort Murray is a very prime example. Of that sort of that's that true. sort of thing, right? But here's one thing: like I've been pondering. Like, I was at the Olympics. I was there. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was right there for the whole works of it, right? Like, except for the gold medal game, I had to come back here. But I was there when Canada, like during the hockey games, when they done good. I was there when they won gold. John Montgomery. Like I was there, and I was in the streets. I was on Granville and Robson. I was there. Like. I was there when people were on the streets partying. It was a fun atmosphere. I don't understand what happened. Like this is what leads me to believe that there must be more to this than what what we all believe, right? No, no, yeah. Like and, the and- the liquor stores closed early. Then that was part of the riot plan based out of '94. Like another really cool thing is is what the PD wanted, the Vancouver PD wanted to do. They wanted to be very visible, which they were, but they were very friendly. Mm-hmm. High five in the crowd. If you got a beer, they just told you to dump it and go on instead of giving you a ticket. Like they were very mm-hmm. friendly. They were it, it were excellent. Like I remember having more chats. 
Like what video I, wasn't to instigate, right? Exactly, right. So I do, and they and they did the exact same model for the for the 2011 Stanley Cup run. That's why something must be more to this, right? I do believe there was more people, just because I think like it, it was maybe a very more international crowd during the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Like, and but it, this was a more that's that's a negative against Canada. Like if this was a negative, if this was a more Canadian crowd and they done this kind of shit. Like I said, something doesn't well, drive. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, um, I think the Olympics are probably maybe a poor example of that, just in the sense that the Olympics are actually about like brotherhood and unity. So, like, you have a, li- a, a very, you know, it's it's not like those those That's movies that you see where it's like, point. oh my god, it's the Germans. It's like we will crush you, Canadians. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> like there's that situation doesn't exist. They're like cool runnings. Yeah, exactly. It's like go back home, Jamaica. <laughs> it's like, You'll never beat the Swiss. Exactly. We are the Swiss. <laughs> we invented time. I'm my 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 Asian my European accent. So my Asian accents are also they terrible. They all sound like German. <laughs> they all sound like German. All white people sound like Germans to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, but there's that sense of unity and brotherhood, and that's I mean that's, that's what the Olympics were designed yep. over. Whereas, whereas I mean the the, the uh, I mean no offense to the then Stanley, the Stanley Cup, Cup was designed for just sheer fucking right. No, no, but the Stanley Cup isn't isn't like I mean the Stanley Cup is essentially like I am the fucking best type award. Fair enough. Like that's that's a, and that's fine. I mean that's yeah. what the World Cup is. Well, actually not the World Cup, but like I mean a lot of a lot of tournaments are like that because it's it, it's about you know it's like who is the best out of and all these teams. Good, right? That's a good point too. Like we're not Vancouver, and I will say we because I feel like I'm very much a part of that city. I love it so much. We're not the only like city to be known for riding for a sporting event. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Oh yeah, you, right. made, you made a prime South American with the countries. World Cup. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, like I don't know. I'm just saying. Like it, it kind of made me sick when I was reading all the stats about all oh, Vancouver fans are fucking pathetic and blah 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 blah. Like no, I'm very much a Canucks fan. I will always be a Canucks fan, and never once do I want to flip over a car and fucking burn it when we lose a game. No, yeah. Scratch I, that. I feel like I'd want to do it, <laughs> but I never will do it, right? Like, I, 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 the, the true Vancouver fans were in Roger Arena that night chanting, Go Canucks, go, five minutes after the whistle went, cheered for Thomas when he got the con Smythe, and then cheered when Chara uh, raised the cup. Those are true Canucks fans. Yeah, no, and, and I noticed that, uh, indeed, uh, that uh, a lot of the fans of the Canucks that I do know are very mild-mannered. They're not... Uh, diehard hockey fans as it were like well they're diehard hockey fans but they're not you know crazy ape shit hockey <laughs> hockey like i will punch you in the face type stuff at any rate uh yeah no it was uh it was a sad day it, it was, was a really sad it day. very was but like i said i just don't want everyone to lump canucks fans that wasn't canucks fans doing that well it's I've, gonna be a while before you guys live that down though oh big time I've, i'm I, i'm sorry I, I know it wasn't it wasn't you specifically todd but like i mean that's that's already tarnished their reputation enough for this year right yeah, but do you like remember ninety four at all? Next playoffs. Oh, I heard about it. But well, next, see, there you go. Yeah, next it, it will be forgotten. Yeah, yeah, a couple of it, years. But <laughs> next playoffs, enough. they're gonna be like, well, you better let the Canucks in, otherwise they're gonna start riding again. Yeah, no, I seen a good, I seen a good, uh, a funny flag, or I think it was a logo. It's like, forget the players, fear the fans. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one of the one of the things that what's everyone gonna remember from these playoffs? They're gonna remember a guy getting a fucking flashbang to the nuts, <laughs> which is very true. Like, do you remember Thomas backstopping probably one of the best series of his career? No, all you remember is fucking them rolling over a, a car and burning it. Yeah, you which is I mean? a shame. It is. It very much is. But hopefully, the Canucks will erase it next year with a Stanley Cup win. Mm-hmm. But as I said, maybe we got a lot of lessons to learn. Is it the as fun as watching a game downtown Vancouver on the big screen with uh, 50,000 people is, might not be the best idea. Yep. You know what I mean? That's all. No, I agree. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so pretty crazy. Go Canucks go is a very hard season. Uh, uh, interplay, <laughs> interplay, interplay. I don't know. Man. Um, okay. Uh, what do you think Fort McMurray deserves? Fort McMurray deserves to be entertained because we need entertainment in Fort McMurray. <laughs> Holy shit, my voice is so monotone. Yeah. We demand we entertainment. Entertain me. Um, Are you not entertained? Yeah. What is there to do in the summer in Fort McMurray? I don't know. we got lots of stuff to do this year. What's the main event coming uh, in on the 2nd of July, Todd? Canada Rocks with featuring Kiss. From the creators of <laughs> the ev- the events of Kiss and Reba. Yes, Reba McIntyre is That's also right. going to come into Fort McMurray at some point as well. Yeah, September, I think it's either like August 30th or September 1st. I know all our then. teenage listeners are really excited now. <laughs> for, for, for Reba? Actually, but, you know, Sparks a good crowd like Reba. But, hey, she had a TV show. It's more than we have. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah um, Very popular one. But, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Fort McMurray is a diverse community. So we got people that like Kiss. We got people like Reba. And we also have an arts community, and that's what we're getting to. Events with Buffalo is very proud to announce that they are sponsoring this year's 2011 Interplay Festival. Now, the Interplay Festival is a celebration of arts in the regional Wood Buffalo area. That includes Fort McMurray as well as Abbasand, 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 Thickwood, Timberlee, Timberlee, North Side of Franklin. Um, no, no. Uh, what, <laughs> oh my God, I can't remember. Fort McMurray, Anzac, Fort Mackay, Anzac, Draper, uh, Sabre Creek. Your, fam- yeah. your favorite place yeah. in the world. With your powers combined. <laughs> I am the regional Fort municipality Fort. of Wood Buffalo. So art. And with that, we have performing art. We have singers. And, and actually, the talent show, the, the singing, uh, has become very popular over the years in regards to that. They have the, you know, kind of like a whole American Idol setup. Yeah, like it's, it's those shows like American Idol, The Voice, all these singing mm-hmm, shows, I like, think, sparked mm-hmm. a whole wave of, of sensation of people think that, hey, I can sing. Yeah. I can be just like Francesca or whoever the hell won. I think that was like five years ago. Too. I, don't, I don't even Shows know who you're talking about. Francesca. <laughs> I don't know. Who won that first? Star <laughs> Search. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Um, another aspect is, of course, uh, we've got people uh, doing performing plays, etc. But one new aspect that actually, it's not just events with Buffalo bringing it this year. It's actually YMM Podcast. Well, think about it. you got the performing arts and now you got the visual arts. Yeah, you're going to see us up on stage talking. <laughs> no, we are, of course, talking about a film festival. That's right, folks. We've been hyping it up for the last little while. It's been in the works for the last two months. Events with Buffalo f- is... How, we they are done. sponsoring the film festival, and YMM Podcast will is be coordinating it. And hosting it. And hosting it. Yeah, here in, in Todd's kitchen, <laughs> against the wall here. In the dining room table. <laughs> no, it's actually very... Uh, we're hoping to create uh, the first of many... Film festivals for the region, regional Annual. municipality of Wood Buffalo, and um, as you, as some of you, may, uh, some of our listeners may know, um, Edmonton has a film festival called EIFF. Calgary has an interna- uh, a film festival called CIFF. Toronto even has one called TIFF. We thought, you know what? What would what would represent Fort McMurray? And I said, well, not just Fort McMurray, but the community around it. You know what? All Screw right. all these W-B. guys. <laughs> Let's drop the front letter. Let's own if. That's right. So IFF, IFF, the Interplay Film Festival, the first annual. That's right, folks. So that's 
You heard it here first. This is one of our big announcements right before we get into the show. It's going to be Vencewood Buffalo presents the Interplay Film Festival 2011, organized and hosted by the YMM Podcast. So if you guys are wondering what the guys behind the voice look like... You're going to be sadly disappointed. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be like, ooh, wow. Um, no, and uh, so it's going to be uh, pr- uh, airing during the, or airing, or premiering August 4th through the 7th. That'll be the same time as the Interplay Fil- uh, Festival. We we are organizing the schedule so that people can come watch the movies as well as enjoy the performing arts and the concerts that we'll be having during Interplay. Oh, there's lots of there's so lots. So it's of not stuff just planned. a film festival. No, it's not. It's lots of stuff. It's going to be planned. It's going to be on King Street this year, right in front of Keanu College and Comstock High School, the heart of the downtown arts district for uh, Fort McMurray. So lots of room. There's going to be lots more room than before. Exactly. So it, it, we're we're creating an arts district here in uh, Fort Memory. Exactly, um, it's pioneer. This is very. This is why I'm so excited. You know what? Ryan, there'll be like a woodcut of Todd twenty years thing. from now. It's like, so the very first, here's Todd here. He, he cut his way through the woods and he created the first film festival in Fort McMurray. There he is, riding moose. Um, yeah, uh, the the film festival is open to anyone. Um, we are looking for filmmakers of every skill level. Um, it, we are looking for local people. We're looking for international people. We are going to be prom- promoting this not just here in Canada, but also in the States. So if you've got films you want to see, submit them. Absolutely. Uh, address, uh, definitely go check out the website. It's eventswithbuffalo.com. Click on the Interplay link. You'll see Film Festival there. Check it out. Email address as well, filmfestival at eventswoodbuffalo.com. All the rules and regulations are going to be on the webpage. The address to be sending your films to is going to be eventswoodbuffalo 151 ca Nightway, Fort McMurray, Alberta, T9H5C5. That's uh, where you're going to be submitting your films to. And make sure you read those rules because on top of the film festival, we've got a secondary film festival going on. You're kidding. Not one, but two film festivals? Holy shit, that sounded dorky. <laughs> we, have, we challenge both people visiting during Interplay and the locals to a 48-hour film festival. For those of you not familiar with the concept, essentially what it is is you show up, you register... We give you a package. That secret package will have stuff that has to be in a movie made within two days. That's right. That's during That's right. the, what it would be, the fourth and the fifth? No, no, the fifth, fifth and the and sixth. sixth. So the and, Friday and the Saturday. And here's the kicker. The films that are selected are going to be airing as the last screeners for the film festival. So we're going to be ending the film festival not with something prestigious of the United States, but out of something that was made in Fort Murray. A theme, a specific item, something that uh, we, yeah. we to will To filter we will out choose. cheating, too. So right. don't try to film stuff ahead of time. And there are prizes. There's so prizes, make sure folks. you read This the- is legit. This is not just some hokey, average, two-bit community bullshit if we fest. if we this see your movie deal. if we see your movie and we see that you have talent we're gonna back you we're gonna give you a little something something to make your to help you with your career maybe buy a camera some audio equipment a spot on the podcast yeah a spot. <laughs> exactly <laughs> come join me and tito on the ymn podcast so this is pretty exciting um if you guys listen to smodcast which is uh, the kevin smith podcast we will be having uh, an ad for the film festival there. It'll have everything we've just mentioned, but it'll also be airing for the masses of the United States. So just so you guys know, there's going to be competition. That's right. We're looking to, like I said, there's not an ad anymore. We're actually into the show and we're explaining. Like, what brought this about, Tito? Like, explain how we came up with this idea. Now, we, uh, we went to events with Buffalo and we said, listen, 
that we uh, you guys have some great stuff going on this summer, but we challenge you to take kick it up a notch. And they said, well, fine. As long <laughs> as you're willing to do all the work, we'll put up the cash. Okay, well, so what actually happened was we started this podcast, myself and Tito, and we both just started talking about how cool it would be to do a film festival. Tito did go to Travel Alberta some time ago, tried to get it to work, never happened. And I always thought that, like, Interplay is your visual and performing arts festival. It's right in the title. That's what it is, right? And it does have lots of visual performing arts, right? They got plays. They got all kinds. I know I went and seen last year that you had the, I guess I want to call it the high school version of Dr. Horrible. Yep. Yeah, and it was fun. It was pretty cool, right? Like, it's just a very good time. So what blends so well with a visual and performing arts festival but a film festival? Yeah. So me and you had this idea. We both went to uh, events with Buffalo. They fucking caught up on the idea right away. Loved it. And here we go. We got the approval to uh, organize and host. Yep. With their backing, of course. Yeah, so it's... What better way? Like, it's just such a mix and such a match made in heaven. I think it's just absolutely perfect. Plus, uh, the more interest there is in this, it means the more likelihood we're going to have a second annual and third annual and so on and Absolutely. So the more popular it can get and only it can only get better. Yeah. More, we can get we can get corporate sponsorship backing. We can oh, get and the beauty prizes. of this, the beauty of this is, I mean... There's an Edmonton International. There's a Calgary International. Who's representing up here? Who's representing the North? Exactly. Now, there's a Fort McMurray Film Festival. I don't want to call it international. I guess I can now. I can't wait. Well, we we're, su- we're, allowing, we're allowing anyone to submit. There you so. go. We are. We are the first Wood Buffalo yeah. International. Hopefully, they have subtitles, though. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You're going to kick ass on the Spanish version. <laughs> so, stay tuned on YMM, as well as Events Wood Buffalo on Twitter. Uh, YMM on Twitter and our Facebook pages, etc. And we'll keep you posted as to the progress. We'll also be announcing entries too. So as we're getting entries and such, we'll be announcing people that are coming in. And uh, just yes, to we can maybe air a few trailers on the podcast. We'll see what they say, right? Is the sound of the trailer? Sound of the trailers. <laughs> sound of a trailer can get you just as hyped up as the visual. Well, po- follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be able to <laughs> actually see those trailers as well. You'll be seeing a lot more of uh, Tito and I. We'll be hyping up this. Hopefully, you're going to see us. And we'll be hosting the event. On the radio. Yeah, well, of course, with the event, too. But in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be on the radio, hopefully we in the paper. We won't be on stage. We'll just be disembodied voices. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Hello. Yeah, we'll be behind the screen. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll be up here from my uh, my kitchen. And we'll just air radio it. Radio broadcast. We'll just air it on the stage down at uh, the Cano Recital Theater. I'm very excited. This is going to be absolutely incredible. This is definitely something I think the community needs. This is something the community can thrive off of. Yeah, let's make it the this best is nothing one. Nothing but positive written all over. We've it. got a. I've seen on the Fort McMurray pages. We have filmmakers here in our community. We've got former filmmakers and we've got up and coming filmmakers. So if you've got something you want to show, we could actually have the next Oscar-winning movie at our film festival, can't we? Technically. Well, yeah, anything's possible, Todd. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. With Eventswood Buffalo and YMM Podcast. That's right. We're bringing you the Interplay 2011 Film Festival. It's going to be very exciting. If. (laughs) Yimmy and if. Yeah. In the Fort McCurry. (laughs) The yim, the rim, and the if. Absolutely. So I do believe you have some news, sir. You have some very uh, encouraging. Oh, right. Uh, so um, I had mentioned this in our podcast a couple of times before, and uh, it's really funny, actually. So um, uh, the short film that I made, uh, Nighthawks, um, it, uh, I've sent it to a bunch of film festivals, and I was fortunate enough to have it screened at Next Fest recently. It was a really good, good screening. It was, good it was screening? a really good screening, actually. I had uh, some pretty good positive feedback from... Well, not feedback, but like uh, positive comments from the people that had uh, viewed it because they did a Q&A with the directors afterwards. Um, 
All of it pretty much uh, pertaining to uh, the the workflow for uh, for the thirty five millimeter format that we shot in, and I'll say it like I said it during the uh, during the uh, interview there that unless uh, you have an aesthetic need <laughs> to shoot on or if it's something you've always wanted to try and you have the funds to do it, I really strongly urge against shooting on thirty five millimeter. It does look great. I mean, you, you've seen the movie Todd. It does look it does, very yeah. professionally shot. It, it was a, it was wonderful to work on it. It was great to have like that sort of set environment with everyone. But in terms of you the just workflow, see the dollars fly. <laughs> well, no, it, it, I mean, no, we were, we budgeted it pretty pretty uh, pretty accurately. But the thing was about it was, uh, I mean, like I said, it took us about almost three years to to uh, to do the final cut for it, and that was par- partially because we were so busy, but also partially because of the fact that there's you got to be careful right like the thing is uh you we put a lot into it and we wanted to make sure that there was no like like amateur flaws in it i guess in the sense that you watch and you're like oh well that's off or etc right so i think we we achieved that but what i'm saying is to any filmmaker that's oh i want to shoot in film etc um honestly there's a lot of great cameras out right now and even if you wanted to spend that extra money there uh the red uh the epic i think it's called uh by the company's called the red uh the i think it's red one company or whatever um, they uh, have created a digital ca- a dig- a HD digital camera that is the well, it can be called the equivalent. A lot of Hollywood movies are being shot on the Red now. In fact, um, the what is known as the Red now was the camera that was the prototype camera that was uh, used to shoot the Star Wars prequels. Like this is this is what amazes me with the whole film industry. Like, and this ties into our film festival that we were bringing to uh, Fort McMurray with the help of events with Buffalo. Like, literally. Like you just mentioned, a camera that's very much obtainable by your average consumer can has and literally will can shoot a Hollywood movie. Oh no, yeah, like it is very. If you have the drive and the time, mm-hmm. you can f- make a very high quality movie these days for not that much money. No, no, exactly. And and even to take it a step further, I mean, even the red is is now it being outweighed by what I guess is now the equivalent of sixteen millimeter. Sixteen millimeter used to be called we used to be the poor man's thirty five, right? Yeah. But now the equivalent to that is the uh, uh, essentially these DSLR cameras because uh, they're photo cameras that can take video. But the advantage is that they have the interchangeable lenses. Now the sounds crap, but here's the here's the kicker on that. For professional movies, usually you're not recording sound on the same set anyway. You're setting uh, you're using a professional sound mixer to record your sound. I'm doing a lot of animated hand things for <laughs> no reason. But essentially, together, one say a word. Yeah, uh, but essentially. Uh, uh, with with the DSLR and, and I mean you we've shot stuff on it. Uh, some of the uh, the shorts you'll see on uh, on the Hyperphotonic page uh, that YMM links to, uh, those have been shot with the DSLR and you know they've got that nice focus. I think it looks, they look excellent. And yeah, and uh, the the people that touch a food, in fact, is shot on uh, with, using my lenses actually uh, DSLRs <laughs> as well. Oh, we threw that in there. Yeah, um, yeah. my <laughs> fucking lenses. lenses. <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, you know what I was getting at is essentially um, the. Uh, Sorry, I lost. August twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. No, no, no. I'm gonna get oh, to that. Okay. I'm gonna get to that. But essentially, uh, yeah, uh, shooting on DSLR is the equivalent of shooting on uh, sixteen millimeter now. I mean, it's it's a high def high def video. Uh, very, very, it looks very good. You can pass it with, with special post effects and everything. It could. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I essentially you keep throwing. Them Sorry. Yeah, with with the right effects. I mean, uh, Red State essentially some of the shots there were shot with the 7D, which is a yeah. DSLR, and it was mostly shot with the Red. That would be equivalent of shooting something with 35 and inserting some 60 millimeter sh- yeah. scenes in it, right? What I'm getting at is, you don't have to shoot on film, 
right? No. I shot on film. I specifically shot on film. One, because there was an opportunity presented to me for free film, which is usually very expensive. And two, it was something I'd always wanted to do. I knew people that had the talent to work with it. And I said, hey, do you want to help me shoot this, right? So, and it was great because it actually helped in terms of the workflow because usually that's how it works in a movie in the sense that, like, if you're a director, you're not worrying about the camera. You can worry about it. It, it, it helps you if you have that knowledge, obviously, if you can compose a shot, etc. But usually the director says, well, this is my vision, and you have a cinematographer and your director of photography, which are usually two separate people, or they can be the same person, and in our instance, that put that together for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to post a link on our Facebook site, like, like I said, I want, before we get into what Nighthawks is, the future of Nighthawks, yeah. like, I want to go back to our film festival because people that might be listening might be like, hey, that'd be kind of cool. I wish I had the talent, drive, determination, money, et cetera, et cetera, to enter something in this film festival. And the point I like to express is that I think anyone can. Yes. If anyone knows uh, Dallas Green, he's a, one of the personal heroes of mine, uh, singer for City in Color as, mm-hmm. well, as well as uh, uh, Alexis on Fire. Uh, they held a contest for one of the singles uh, for a song called Rough Hands off the Crisis album. Mm-hmm. And he actually shot a quote-unquote music video that looks excellent just by using his BlackBerry. Oh, right on. And I want to post this because this is how easy it is literally to shoot a movie, right? All you need is just to have an idea, an idea for a movie. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, I mean, I've, ta- I've been talking about the cameras here for a little bit, but honestly, it all comes down to the writing. If you have a solid story, if you have something that you feel will interest the audience and that you feel passionate enough to shoot, shoot it. It doesn't matter what you're using as a camera. It doesn't matter. These things are secondary, right? It doesn't matter what software you use. It doesn't matter this. Those are all technical details that it's funny. By hanging out with Tito's friends, I've noticed that a lot of the guys that are really into film go really to the technical side of things, which is great. Like Obviously, you've seen their final products, and that's way better than anything I can come up Mm -hmm. with. What to me, what makes their stuff so good is the story, is the idea. Exactly. Yeah. Tyler's Depth Collector. I love that story. That was awesome. No, yeah, exactly. And and that's it that's precisely it. Essentially the the story comes about comes paramount over everything else, right? And it's something that it's it, I mean, it's uh I think writing is my weakest trait, but it's something I'm getting better at with every project. But you have an idea. No, yeah, and you exactly. can work off the idea. No, yeah, and, and the thing is, it's all about how well you can communicate the idea. Now, those tools really help. The better the tool, the the more easily it'll be to convey that idea, right? Like, and you know what? And and another little piece of advice, and I'm sure the Ro- Robocop versus the Nazi podcast will talk about this a little as well. They've already talked about it. Is it? it you'd be surprised how important sound is crisp clear sound you know this todd i yep. mean through the podcast of course you know my <laughs> even more than the video you could have video that looks really cruddy cruddy but if the sound is spot on suddenly that video suddenly that shitty video it doesn't seem like it's a shitty video it puts seems like an artistic choice puts you into a different bracket exactly yeah. exactly so just so everyone knows in, in terms of the film festival in terms of the 48 hour contest that's going to be this this fall for the interplay film festival it's not about how cool your movie looks or how flashy it is. It's about how compelling that story is. You want that audience to understand what you're trying to tell them. And exactly. if you can do that and they can relate to you on that level and love it as much as you loved making it, then you have a good movie. Absolutely. So let's bring us back to the okay, future so of Nighthawks. Nighthawks. Back to Nighthawks. So essentially, I submitted it to a bunch of film festivals. And it's funny. Last week, um, I got an email from uh, Vegas Cinefest. And as soon as I got this email, it was, and it was weird because I got this email at two in the morning, right? <laughs> so, and, and I, fi- I would find out later that the reason it was two in the morning is because the, one of the festival coordinators is actually a resident of Hawaii. 
So oh. they travel because she's married. So that she's be, married to to uh, one of the the organizers who's from Vegas. That's and like ten o'clock, Angeles. eleven o'clock at night. Hawaii yeah, thing. exactly. So she had been sending them the night before, and yeah. Anyway, so that day I I, I wanted to post it right away because I was I was ecstatic about it. But the thing was, I was like, wait a minute, this yeah, you did you, you went signs on that. This shit. isn't one of those send me money overseas <laughs> type shit, is it? So of course. The first thing I look up is the film festival, and unfortunately for the film festival, and I, I'll, aside from that, honestly, once I confirm everything, everything is golden, etc. But I go to their website, and it looks like a geo site. It does from like nineteen ninety eight for Vegas Film Fest. It's just like it is funny because on the Robocop and I get what they were the trying Nazis, to do with it. They right? called it the wrong thing. They called it Las Vegas like they film the, festival? Uh, the yeah, and that's a different one. Actually. It is. It's yeah, like yeah. a very prestigious film festival. Yeah, but, yeah, and that's what I was gonna get at. This this film festival, um, it's it, it's not that it's not prestigious because the guy that's, that's running true, yeah, it is actually show. he he's worked in the industry, etc. It's funny. Did I send you? Did you see that post of the trailer of the movie he worked on? No, I didn't. Oh, it's so fucking hilarious. Post it on Hyper. You should see it. I will. I'll po- well, I'll post it for you. Uh, but anyway, so the point is um, that uh, the film festival is legitimate. It's actually it was it started out as a screenwriter film festival, and now it's become a full fledged film festival, right? And this will be, I think, its third year. It's it'll be its third official year, its second year as a film festival, and essentially, um, it's uh, being held at the Tropicana. And that's actually how I confirmed it because I was all paranoid about this being fake. I emailed the guy. The guy's like. No, no, no! Just send the copies of the DVD. We don't need. You literally win signs on it, though. Like, imagine if that was the, the scam, though, right? Yeah. Like, how would they know? They're like, hey, this guy's submitting film festivals. Let's get him with a film festival. Well, it looked it looked scam. Yeah, yeah. You know and I mean? that's like, how much? Like, is get- there someone out there that's trying to help the refugees get out of uh, Nicaragua yeah. for five grand, right, to get ten million? Well, like, here's the thing: is right? someone that will someone that'll apply. But that? it, and that's the thing. I'm like, these. If this is fake, they're probably going to try to gear it towards someone that's used to submitting to film festivals, and they're going to try to cover their bases. All I'm saying is the odds of that. Happening so, would be incredible. But so, yeah. so anyway, I'm, I'm okay. So the website looks kind of shitty. That's yeah. strike one. But it's got all the right information. Two o'clock in the morning. And, and, strike and I'm two. like, okay. And I'm like, okay. So it's it's fairly new. That's strike two. It's two o'clock in the morning. Strike three. <laughs> so finally, I decided I'm gonna call the hotel. Right. So I called the hotel up, and the hotel's like, at first they were like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> they got me. They fucking got no, no, me." No, no, no. And and then of course, so like, let me let me pass your events coordinator. And of course, the events coordinator's like. We usually have comedy shows, and I'm like, shit. And she's like, oh wait, you're talking about the film festival? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, okay, usually because they have got a lounge where they have their comedy shows, and then they have a, a auditorium, uh, an auditorium yeah. where they actually have like the stage events. and everything. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, that's where we have events. And they're like, yes, we do have, we do have it. Uh, do you want to know the name of the person? I'm like, yes. This is the guy, which was the festival coordinator guy. And I was like, okay, perfect. So of course I got back back to him. I'm like, oh thanks. <laughs> you know, basically after asking him like, what, do you want money from me or something? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. You just got accepted in the film festival. So then afterwards I posted it, and I was really overjoyed at the fact it's that it's fucking uh, awesome. That's great. Like, no, in Las Vegas, yeah, the 25th to the 27th. There you go. So uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you were involved in the production and um, you didn't get a message from me, I think I've sent it to all you're the people the involved show. in the production. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I cut your part. So essentially, uh, for those people that were involved in Nighthawks, uh, there. Uh, there are festival passes available. The only clincher is you got to make it to Vegas on your own. I'm sorry, I can't pay for your ticket. <laughs> the um, but based off of the last episode of uh, Robocop versus the Nazis that uh, they said they might be sister going cast. as well or a sister podcast. Um, if they go and uh, Wyman Podcast will be going, we're going to be doing a joint show. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Uh, it's interestingly enough, on the 27th is the awards ceremony, so like it's supposed to be like a black tie thing too. I don't have a black tie, so <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, I, and of course, there's several other film festivals that I've submitted Absolutely. to. Absolutely, this is just the so first we're going to hear about them. 
But uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty. It's pretty exciting. Uh, essentially, right after the um, Interplay Film Festival is when I leave for uh, my vacation, Prince Edward Island. Yeah, no. So the Vegas uh, Film Festival, sorry, the Vegas Cinefest. Cinefest, Vegas it's excellent. Cinefest. Uh, kudos to you and Nighthawk, sir. Uh, I've been trying to get Tito to do an ad for Nighthawks no, on this I've podcast, said, uh, and, but check out the trailer. Go to the Hypertonic Media Facebook site, hypertonicmedia.com. Yeah, check out there. the trailer. It's and an it's also on the YouTube page. Excellent, excellent short film. Yeah, and and I'll just go. I've said this a hundred times before, and I'll say it again. I mean, uh, thank you so much for the to the cast and crew about uh, that helped me with this. I mean, that movie couldn't have been made without all their help and their sleepless efforts and their them getting all frozen up that one night, but. Uh, essentially, I can't think of them enough, and hopefully, uh, the the momentum from this will allow me to go forward with the next project. And hopefully, in another year, we're looking at another series of film festivals because that's my idea is to to go with another big project in the next year or so. Well, let's talk about shorts. Yes, we need to. We need More to shoot Fort shorts. shorts, man. This is what we 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 need to shoot one actually soon. Yes, because the 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 film fest. Our, I leave in August. August. Yeah, August is pretty thick. When does Metro and Shorts start? Metro starts in September again. Okay, so we have to shoot in July. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we will be shooting something this summer. Um, it's a little bit of a, an interesting take on. I'm gonna play with uh, genres a little bit. Um, people responded really well to um, the uh, playing with toys short, which was essentially just a musical narrative. I'm gonna take that to the next step and and change the genre a little bit and uh, same concepts and themes, different story. And uh, we'll see how people respond to it. You're going to put me in a, uh, uh, a tight suit again, aren't Well, you? no one else is going to get in that suit at this point. So. <laughs> right on. So look more from Nighthawks. Like I said, check it out. It's an excellent uh, trailer. Trailer just pumps me up. Uh, speaking of the Nighthawks trailer, uh, you guys will be hearing more of what I've dubbed the voice of the YMM podcast, Mr. Charles Gall. Yes, you may know him as well. Those have, that have seen it may know him as... Uh, Edward, who is named after Edward Hopper, which is the basis of the painting for Nighthawks, uh, but uh, he is in fact our voice announcer now. Yes, he's he's doing some ads for us. He's going to be. I want to insert him into various parts of the show that I I feel need it, or very part various parts of other shows. And uh, just want to send out uh, thank you, Charles, for all your work, buddy. It's uh, very much appreciated, and you're very very talented, sir. Yes, a very talented actor. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit. Actually, that being said, he is featured in the people that touch your food. Excellent. There, Big I, things I, from I was the there. Sky. I was there on set when uh, he very funny character. They, they, sorry, <laughs> they wrote him really well. Uh, we're horrible this like, episode, man. We yeah. got cell phones going. We got texts. We just, <laughs> we're so busy now. No, uh, very very funny character and uh, very funny series. So. Uh, hopefully by the time this is uh, premiered, then uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be there. And uh, I wanted to review it though, so hopefully it'll be on in the next uh, hour right or now? so. All right, all right. So take two. Yes, fuck. We had a review for the people that touch your food, and it was on the interwebs. We had like it was all coolly cut and everything, but unfortunately Todd hated the series so much <laughs> that he's like, no, I can't put anything positive about them, and deleted it all. Yes. Actually, no. We just we just watched the people that touch your food pilot episode. That what is it called? The, the pilot that starts your show. The pilot that starts your show. From the people that touch your food. From the people that touch your food. A very 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 good pilot, actually. That's right. Uh, kudos to the guys. Uh, it. I thought the opening credits were awesome. <laughs> actually, the music choice, the way it was edited, it was very good work. Yeah, Jarrett, uh, you did a phenomenal job on the editing. It was all seamless. It all. Uh, looked great. Um, the I think the only thing I was uh, I had a little bit of an issue with. Speak closer. Okay. The only thing I had a little bit of issue with was uh, the sound. 
just the cutting between certain scenes. There was you could there was some background noise that kept cutting uh, cutting in and out. Not that big of a deal. Like uh, it looked really good. No, no, like lady ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, that a lot I'm of just that. Just trying to prompt. <laughs> our, just trying our to previous pr- conversation. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we should try to go back to the previous conversation. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, it is a very good pilot. Um, essentially, it did a good job of introducing the initial characters, all three of them. I'll call it right now. I'm pretty sure you're going to be a big fan of the chef character. Yes. As soon as he did a shout out to the Canucks, it was uh, just a match made in heaven. He, he seems like the type of uh, Canucks fun that like, would uh, flip a car. <laughs> and light it on fire. Well, any man that likes whiskey, steak, the Canucks. Uh, what was the other one? Whiskey, uh, whiskey marinated, marinated steak and pussy? No, and uh, sh- uh, being a chef. Oh, cooking. Cooking, cooking. Oh, right. Uh, is okay in my book. So I relate to that character. Yeah, like I, I apologize if our energy is a little low on this one. It's just that uh, we had recorded this once before and Todd fucked it up. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just trying to rehash the same joke. Yeah, no, Um. Uh, it, it was uh, my favorite character actually was uh, played by Ben Stevens, the the hipster a head waiter character. Very funny. Um. But that being said, uh, what was her, what's her character's name? Um, Paige, the girl? Paige, yes. Yeah. Uh, very good straight character for the series. Very good, uh, medium. essentially. Pardon? A medium. Yeah, exactly. She seems she, like. she's, she's representative of the audience. She's the one guiding us on this journey through these wacky characters, etc. Trent Wilkie, of course, as the, uh, as the owner. Very, uh, what's it called? Eccentric, as it were. <laughs> A very funny character. Yeah, so check it out, guys. Foodseries.tv. Yeah. Uh, is where it's at. Uh, it's called The People That Touch Your Food. Of course, you can just Google it. You'll find it there. Um, check them out on Facebook, People That Touch Your Food. We'll link to it through the podcast. Uh, one in podcast. <laughs> Sounds <site>. like done. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to wrap this up, man. That's all. It was we a good pilot. A, uh, Todd had mentioned in the previous recording that uh, essentially uh, he felt that the only thing it was missing was a hook. That uh, it, it was a good introduction to the characters, but you felt like it should have had a J.J. Abraham's type intro, like Lost, where he mentions... Uh, <laughs> You're he, rehashing. Yeah, exactly. He mentions the other restaurant, and all of a sudden you hear an explosion. And the, you know, not moving it anymore. Big, powerful intro to the series. <laughs> like I said, I can't explain it. Uh, it just, I felt it needed a more oomph. Um, but with that said, it, it, I thought it ended brilliantly. We got a mission. We know what we're, we're, we're buckled in. We know the ride. We're, we know what we got to do to accomplish this. We know what we're going to do. Of course, now it's up to them to put in the twists and turns as we progress through the timeline of this uh, adventure. Yeah, uh, this seems like the wave of the future, honestly. like People uh, people don't have the time to sit down at 8 or 9 p.m. to watch uh, their television shows because they're too busy re-recording their podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's great that uh, uh, you're no getting into the, me. the video-on-demand type service, and I think the people that touch your food will have great success in that because... Uh, I mean, it's five minutes. It's exactly the right length. It is. It, I mean, uh, it's enough for a person to be like, oh, hey, five minutes short. Yeah, yeah, this will take up five minutes of my time. And you know what? It's well written, yep. which is always the key, the most important thing to any project. And I think based on uh, on it being well written, um, it will it will grab that audience and it will keep them. It, 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 I totally agree. Uh, like I've always said, I feel Tito's more knows the technical side of things. I kind of fall in love with the story and character development. Uh, I think they've done it. I think they've done a good job. I'm looking forward, and like I said, I'm looking forward to episode two, and that's all you could ask for a pilot show, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's very good work, guys. All weekly the, is it? It's weekly. It's uh, my understanding is yes. So, so we'll everyone, we'll we'll, we will we'll give us we'll give the review. Seeing as though we're now going weekly for the summer, we'll give a review of all ten episodes. We will keep you appraised, so now you don't even have to watch it. 
on Mondays, just listen to our review on Tuesdays. Exactly. Don't don't watch it. Just just listen to <laughs> our review, which will be ten minutes, which will be twice. The, <laughs> well, well, twice the length of the like show. The people that touch a food follow up podcast. <laughs> the over analyzations. Uh, my okay. So so for this week's episode, what was your favorite joke of of the of the episode? Oh, I thought I meant of the podcast. I was like, well, I probably have to say the pussy joke in the one. <laughs> anyway, for the um, series. Fuck that! Jeez, you really put me on the spot there. Um. Wasn't even paying attention, was he? I was too. That's like what, I, I can already tell you what your favorite joke was—the Canucks joke. That wasn't really a joke. That was just a statement. I like how he went up to her and, and said, uh, um, "You know how degrading it is to be a server." Okay. The reason why I like that is because I was a cook at BPs. So I know that's exactly how all cooks feel. Right. I wouldn't get caught dead fucking serving. It's simple as that, right? Uh, so joke is in ha ha. I don't really know, but I just like that part the best. Right on. Um, I the part that really stood out for me was, uh, I guess Trent Wilkie. Uh, just him. Uh, really? The, the the part that really made me laugh though is I, I'm a real fan of that kind of like, uh, you know, straight humor. And you know when he's like, uh, what did he say? He he says, is it uh, is it wrong for a manager to or an owner? Is it wrong for an owner, for an owner to sit to sit in the dark, drink by himself? And she's like, and she's like, why? He's like. That wasn't a rhetorical question. I'm actually asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that was a really good joke. So yeah, no, uh, you guys have some very good talent on your show. Um, the the credit sequence again, it looked really good. Um, my name was crystal clear on there. So thank <laughs> thank you for the produ- production. I've seen that's when a smile came on his face. He's like, yeah, I no, like it's this. it's good to know that uh, Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne, <laughs> it's so funny because uh, Bruce Wayne. No, 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 no. it's so funny because like uh, I I feel like I'm I'm. Uh, you know how like when the Justice League goes out and fights crime and then shit gets destroyed all over town. Yeah. All of a sudden, like the those businesses get generous grants from the Wayne Foundation. Oh, right, yeah. Because it's Batman <laughs> basically flipping the bill. Yeah. No, I I feel like Batman in the sense that um I uh, I I helped invest in the series and uh, it's good to know that. Uh, the the investment is in a good use. very capable hands. There, uh, it's a very good series. It's part of the reason why uh, I contributed to to the series. I was as part of the donation that they put on Indiegogo. Um, I I know these guys, and uh, I consider them not just my colleagues but my friends. We like to support. Hopefully, like yeah, I said and, before, and, and like I said, I mean, if 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 I can help them out, of course I will. And uh, I'm very glad that uh, they're they, you know they didn't go run off with my money and go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> this is indie film in its in its entire. This is this very is, indie. This yes. is indie film in northern Alberta. They're from Edmonton. There's four McMurray connections throughout it. Uh, there's also it's it, it's the story of the the common folk, right? Like this stuff happens. It's just like. Ask anyone that worked at McDonald's or worked at a BP's or like this is the kind of shit that happens and this is what I like about if it. If you work in the service industry, which is actually very interesting here in Fort McMurray because that uh, dynamic exists here in a very different level because instead of... That uh, sounds like a topic for next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the service industry in Fort McMurray. But, um, uh, I just come with the harrowing BP stories where you'll never eat there again. <laughs> Microwave food. <laughs> yeah, we just lost spaghetti in a spaghetti in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just a bunch of chef player D. We just put in the microwave. Good times. Um, <laughs> looking forward to episode two, guys. Excellent. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about our bet, our, our summer bet. bet. All right. So, uh, we should start a little pool. Anyone that wants to get in, big money. No. Uh, me and Tito last year had. Was it last year? Or the year before. Actually, we should start a bit a bit of a pool. Anyone that wants in? Some of our listeners. Yeah, let's, let's see what they want to say. Now, this will include everything that's been released up until this point, so you're you're allowed to back 
Yeah, because it's, it's a total sum. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll Let's count. pick a start. The start of okay, May. The, the start of May, which which means that the first big... Okay. The Thor. first uh, blockbuster was Thor. So essentially what, what, what we're going to do here is we're going to say what is the top grossing summer, not for the entire year, but summer movie of 2011. So the summer season starts the first part of May, ends the very last of August. Okay. And, and the winner... Okay, so to pitch in... To pitch in, you have to throw in a case of beer. Yep. Okay, the winner gets all the cases of beer. So for every participant, there's going to be a case of beer. So So you have to email us. A case of beer is what, 24 or 12? 24. Okay, 12. 12. 12. Okay, a pack of beer, I guess. Anyway, 12. But anyway, um, Todd and I recently went double or nothing because what happened was we the original... He had a fucking brain fart is what he had. Uh, I did. I totally did. Well, that being said... I really don't want Transformers to win, but statistically speaking, based on the 2007 box office No one said I did numbers, either. I'm just smart enough to know they will. <laughs> no, no. It's, it seems like the sh- it's the sure horse to bet on right now. Yeah. But uh, Transformers 3 is is gearing up to be the big summer okay, race. Damn, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Here's the, here's the bet. Here's what happens. A couple of years ago, me and, me and Tito started a little bet, little pool for the summer blockbusters. It goes from the start of May to the end of August. The winner is whoever picks the movie that is the top grossing film for that time frame. Right, not the best because how can you judge best? It's so subjective. It's the top grossing based on the uh, the numbers dot org. I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, based it's, on box it, office gross. And the cut the cutoff is the first weekend of September. I think that's the last of the summer movies. Okay, so Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, that's For the cutoff. Canada. It's Labor Day in Canada. Oh no, it's Labor Day in the states too. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the cutoff. Um, last bet I lost because I uh, I bet on Star Trek. I bet on up. Was it? You bet on up, and I think you lost too. But you came in a very close yeah, third, second because Harry Potter was there too. But then well, I came, beat. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this year I picked Transformers just because I lost. Yeah. I lost to it last time, and Michael Bay already said this is the last one, and everyone loves a good Michael Bay picture in the summer. And I bet on Green Lantern. So after I laughed for about twenty minutes, I asked <laughs> him why, and he was just like, "Well, you know, the Dark Knight did so." No, good. no, I was, I was going. Uh, my, no, it wasn't because of the Dark Knight. My, my me. basis was the Avatar effect. My 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 whole idea was that uh, the Green Lantern would appeal to the Avatar crowd, where it's something new but familiar, familiar plotline, but new visuals to it, and uh, people would go in droves to go see it. A new type of superhero movie, etc. Right? Unfortunately, it sucked. <laughs> uh, the reviews are very less than stellar. So what I've done is with Todd, I've gone double or nothing. I am now betting on another Warner Brothers pony, which is Harry Potter: The Deathly Hallows. Part two. Yes, that's a good one because this is also the last one in the series, and that's a very popular movie. So I'm still gunning with Transformers. Okay. So Tito's going in double or nothing on uh, Harry Potter. Of course, if you guys want to get in on the bet, email us, show at ymmpodcast.com. Just say you'll throw in a case of beer and yeah. pick your summer movie. Well, we'll go with beer or the cash equivalent of a beer. So that's $20, $25. Oh, as soon as we start bringing cash, everyone's no, going to be, be like, tw- It'll this. be $25 in. But, but the, ca- the case of beer, you can come to my place, you can drink it, and, and you can come on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so let, let's just go over the, the big hits this summer so far, right? Okay? So we've got... Thor started us off. Thor started us off. It's still in theaters, by the way. Horrible. Actually, no, it wasn't that bad, but I didn't like it. It's It's been it's been hanging hanging on. Yeah. It's not doing superb. It's kind of like the first Iron Man movie where it's it's not a huge success, but it's it's decent enough, right? Yeah. Never... Uh, what else? Uh, Super Eight. Ah, yes. Which I enjoyed, but it, it's not a stellar movie, right? Like, it don't doesn't... think it's going to keep momentum. Well, no, not with what, what the other stuff coming out, right? Then we've, of course, uh, this past week we had Green Lantern. Yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, what else we got coming out next is you're forgetting one big one that aired what, too. Which one? Sorry, Pirates Four. 
Right, Pirates Four, which is doing good that did internationally, good that did but good it's no, it's it's flopping in, uh, domestically. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So we got uh, Thor, Pirates Four, Super Eight. Uh, we got Captain America coming up. We got That's Cowboys July, yeah. versus Aliens. That as well. Yeah. That one looks really good. We got My Horse, Transformers. Which I'm just going to go see like 10 times in the theater to make sure I've in this bed. <laughs> uh, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes is one oh, of the late, late really ones. Yeah, yeah, that one looks really that good. That actually looks really good. That's what I like about summer movies. Monkey can, movies, they'll, they'll get you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll beat you all the time. Monkey movies without Wahlberg, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With James Franco. That's so, right. Um, what else we got? There's some comedies that are coming out, and those those could actually surprise people. Oh, the bad teacher, horrible bosses, horrible bosses. Looks horrible good. bosses actually looks really funny too. So there's a couple. Hangover over two came out. Uh, yeah, that was supposed to be another big one, but I think that one flopped because it was the same movie over again, and I didn't even like the first movie. So, so basically, if you guys want to jump in on the Wyman Podcast movie pool, just send us an email show at wymanpodcast.com. Um, on that note, looking forward to a very interesting summer in Fort Mac. We're doing uh, a third ad now. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ending the show, sir, for the third or fourth time. <laughs> it's uh Paul just doesn't want me to leave at this no, point. No, it's might as well just stay the rest of the night, sir. The uh like I said, we got a big film fest coming up. Okay, number one, we uh have officially announced the call for entries for the Interplay Film Festival. Uh, entries are now opening are now open. Uh this is both for the film festival and for the forty eight hour team registration. Um, all the rules and regulations are in the Ventswood Buffalo page, which we will link at our webpage as well as the Facebook and Twitter accounts of, that we have. That's right. Um, um, w- the podcast, our podcast is now going weekly, at least until the end of the summer. Yep. We'll see uh, what kind of things happen then. Yep. The, uh, it's a very big summer. We got lots of stuff going on. Everyone is talking about never being entertained in Fort Mac. Well, Fort Mac is here to entertain you this summer. We got Kiss coming July 2nd. Uh, big and rich country music superstars, I figure, because even I, I like them. I'm not a big fan of country music, but I like big and rich. Uh, they're July 15th at the Chasm Center. We got big time country Reba McIntyre coming at the end of the year. We got a fucking film festival that yep. we're going to be having here with the, a, a grand interplay, uh, performing arts festival. They just go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. It just fits so well. It's so well. If you're tired of standing and watching performers, sit down and watch the performers. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we got international hockey coming up with the IIHF Team Canada. Uh, we got a big summer. It's going to be excellent, and the Wyman Podcast is going to be taking you every step of the way. Yep. So, on that note, for the Wyman Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. We will see you next set, which is next week. Yes. <laughs> YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. fuck. Thank <laughs> you.